Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. WGR Sports Radio 550 presents... I got some banana bread at work today, dude. Hell yeah. Sports Talk Saturday. But there's a lot of bad things in this world, dude. Like skunks, dude? Hell no. Scratching your eye, but it's still itchy, dude? Hell no. Like getting paid not a lot of money, dude, for working? Hell no! On WGR. But banana bread! I'm worked, dude! Hell yeah! Sports Radio 550. Get you some banana bread. I was going to ask, are you a big banana bread guy? I, You know what? It's, it can't, uh, this is going to sound so juvenile, it can't have that many nuts in it. No, I get that. Yep, I get that. Hot take, yeah. no nuts in banana bread. No, I that's agree the correct with this. take, actually. Yeah, yes. that's the correct take. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can't handle nuts in my banana bread. So, you know what? That's, that's all that has to be said here. I've got three childish grins going on here. We need to get to Mefrino. <laughs> Of New York Upstate on the West Her Hotline. Matt, get us back into the Bills conversation quickly. What's up, guys? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called uh, Banana Nut Bread most of the time, oh. so you guys should know what you're getting into. Yeah. But um, And I apologize for my voice. I just got done screaming from uh, a little early morning Saturday baseball. So uh, we have another game a little bit later today. Well, there you so go. Hey, don't apologize. Thank you for always taking the time to talk with us, Matt. And uh, and hopefully little Perino uh, RBIs are coming by the bounds. So, Matt, we have ourselves a very interesting Bills practice yesterday at the stadium. First off, if you don't mind, just tell us the atmosphere that was widely reported to be bonkers as it should have been. Oh, man, it was just so awesome. I mean, getting a chance to talk to Von Miller afterwards, like his first, you know, experience in the building as a member of the team. He's played here before, so he, he kind of knew what he was walking into. But I think it's just a little bit different when it's for you. And, you know, all through practice, he didn't practice, but uh, they were, you know, giving him a lot of love on the sidelines. When Josh Allen came out, I don't know if I've ever heard 35,000 people make that much noise. Uh, he had obviously the red helmet on, which helped. Uh, people were pretty juiced up about that. Uh, but just overall, I mean, last year they did a lot of drills. This year it was a true scrimmage. They just played football the whole time, which was awesome. Speaking of playing football the whole time, James Cook seems to be a guy that both is getting a ton of fanfare and a ton of hype, but there really hasn't been that singular play that I guess has made him pop or that's gone around social media. How did Cook look last night in the scrimmage? He looked good. Um, you know, 
it's kind of hard with two established guys in front of you to get a lot of carries. I mean, Zach Moss at one point they were they were doing a drive early in practice and he got the majority of the carries when they got uh, across into the red zone. And before that, Devin Singletary had a 30-yard run. So it was just, I think, more of a you – know, he hasn't had a ton of opportunities, especially with Josh Allen. And as that kind of gets ticked up a little bit, I think you can start to see maybe some of those more splash plays. But the run game is in general is really hard to evaluate when they're not really hitting, right? Like, well, he'll get a chance to – run it a little bit against Indy next week. Uh, I anticipate that being the game where maybe you could see a little bit of a flash of what he can do with the ball in his hands. So, Matt, um, one of the more fascinating things that I'm looking at here uh, from one of the discussions that we had today is the wide receiver position because in the offseason they make a smart signing bringing in an established slot guy in Jameson Crowder, but then Isaiah McKenzie is popping off routinely in practice. Khalil Shakir continues to be one of the uh, the f- more attractive talks throughout training camp, and he made a really nice splash play yesterday for a touchdown. So what is your uh, glimpse of the wide receiver position beneath Diggs and Davis? Yeah, I think uh, it's it's now Diggs, Davis, and McKenzie. You know, I, I think that they're kind of a, their own little trio. I put them all in their own little tier when it comes to the roster and um, target share, I, I end up. I think McKenzie ends up having a pretty pronounced role in this offense. And so you move past that, and then I think it's going to be matchup specific. I think Jamison Crowder, he has a very specific skill set. You know, a guy that can fit into a zone, uh, get open with his route running, get separation, and you can lean on him in certain matchups. But I think McKenzie's going to be the guy that they, you know, they, they want to get the ball in his hands for some of that yards after catch situation. Uh, I think he can maybe be – a big-time player for them there. And then Shakir, he, to me, feels like the guy that's going to be like Gabe Davis was as a rookie, right? Like anything they need him to do, he's going to be the utility man. He can play every spot. Wait one second. And oh, I'll take it off, right? Sorry, my daughter is, uh, you know, she wanted a straw for a drink. I, I understand. That's a, that's a big question. Did she get the straw? Um, she didn't get the straw. She took the top off. She could just drink it regular. There's ice. It's a, it's a lot to handle, but she's she's a, she's a championship player. She's getting after <laughs> it right now, so we're good. Um so after that, I mean, I, I think Shakir will fill, fit into whatever role, you know, they need him to be. And then it comes down to, all right, Kumaro plays special teams. Isaiah Hodgins maybe gets into a, a position battle with him for that last spot. And then can Hodgins do enough on special teams and maybe get enough separation from Kumaro with, with his play in the offense? I don't know. They really like Jay Kumaro. I think they keep six, seven guys. I like the idea of Austin, but I do think that Austin could be a guy that they kind of stash on their practice squad. Nobody was, like, scurrying to sign him when the Bills did. He was a late add in free agency. So I think it's a situation where you, like, you, you chance it. you got a lot of little guys, little speedy guys, and I think Austin's going to be in a situation where he's like, all right, I want to be a part of what the Bills are building here. I'll come back on the practice squad and just wait for a chance. I want to switch over to the defensive side of the uh, football. Von Miller, of course, gets most of the fanfare and the acknowledgement on the defensive line. But Von Miller himself has also been making comments about guys like Gregory Rousseau. So who of these young defensive linemen has really popped, at least in your eyes? Mm, That's a good question. Epinesa has been the guy early in practice, uh, before the pads went on, that you were like, all right, there's an explosiveness to his game that I think they've been waiting to see. But – the pads weren't on. Since the pads went on, it's been Greg Rousseau. And Von Miller had that fun comment the other day that he's called him a demon and said he's been feeding him gunpowder and 
gasoline and making them tough. I, I think that toughness was always kind of in there, and maybe Von Miller's kind of getting it to come out a little bit more, but he's been fierce. He's been really tough to deal with on the line, and he has sacked last night. I thought he won a couple times against uh, Deion Dawkins. So I think Rousseau's a guy that if he takes a legitimate step with what I already think Ed Oliver is going to be playing alongside and maybe on the other side of Von Miller, they're going to have a really, really good defensive line. I think they want to see a little bit more from Boogie Basham, and I think that's Shaq Lawson why he's here. He's that insurance in case one of these younger guys doesn't take the kind of developmental steps that they're hoping. You've already seen Shaq Lawson in this defense and what he can do. He had a six and a half sacks and was really their best run defender a couple of years ago. And I think that you could probably plug him back in and get some version of that. So it's going to be on these young guys to, once the pads are on in the game situation, make, make plays. And we'll see who can make plays uh, starting next Saturday. So one of the ways that in next Saturday, uh, of course, Bills, Colts, you'll be able to hear that here on WGR. So, Matt, the big thing that I'm looking at when it comes to another position where players are going to have to prove themselves here is also one of the biggest question marks coming in, which is until Trey White comes back, who's holding down cornerback two uh, so far in St. John Fisher? Well, I guess Dane Jackson, right? Because Kyrie Elam right now is probably CB1. Because he, when Trey gets back, I, I, I don't think that either one of those two guys has, has like elevated themselves far enough from the other to, to make it uh, you know, anybody's job, per se. And who knows, when, when's Trey White going to be ready? I mean, he hasn't been on the field yet. Uh, I think that projecting him to be ready by week one, when we haven't seen him do any football activity yet, I think that would be a bit of an aggressive uh, decision. So you're probably going to see Dane Jackson and, and Kyrie Elam out there to start. They really like this Christian Benford. He is making some noise, man. These, every time I look out there, he's having, he's having a rep against Stephon Diggs. I mean, that that's wild for a six-round draft pick in his first training camp to be elevated that high that quickly. But he competes, and he's, he's physical. He doesn't allow too much separation. That's one thing that I've noticed, and that's pretty good, considering that he can't really get too physical with these guys. So Benford's a name to watch, and I think He's going to make it really hard. How many cornerbacks do they keep? Do they, do they make Trey White make the team and then put him on Pup, or how does that work? Um, or if they don't put him on Pup, is there enough room to keep like a Cam Lewis and a, uh, a Christian Benford? I think the numbers are going to start to get tight. Uh, but Christian Benford's really been uh, – he's been good. I think Cam Lewis has been good. He's always steady. He had a really good game when he started for them last year. Matt Perino, New York Upstate, uh, on with us on the West Her Hotline. Matt, Another thing that continues to fascinate me about this team is the draft prowess that this team continues to display. You're hearing about Benford making plays. Shakir is becoming a popular person to talk about. James Cook is still getting that fanfare. And it's just yet another year of more synergy from this front office and the coaching staff. As the years are going to be going on and the cap going to be more of a problem with Allen's contract, the continuance of relying on these draft picks is going to be paramount. And how do you think that it's going to continue with this Bills team as they go forward? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, they keep uh, they keep uh, finding gems, right? I mean, no better one, I think, under the in the McBean era than Taron Johnson. I mean, that guy is. I think he's going to be an All Pro this year. I think he's playing that well, and that's coming off of how I thought he played last season. And they continue to find guys on day three that become important, relied upon starters. And at times in Taron Johnson's case, 
you know, all pro contenders. And those are the kinds of mo- like draft picks that you're, you're going to have to have. And, you know, they, we'll see what happens with Matt Ariza. Uh, it's been pretty good early on in camp, but they also showed to be able to find some value in the draft at the kicker position. And that's a really important spot. Like you need to find a guy that can in Orchard Park kick in the elements, make long field goals. And Tyler Bass has been as nails as anybody his first two years in the league. Uh, it's just little things like that, stuff that you don't think about. You know, hitting on guys later at positions of strength, like safety, DeMar Hamlin and Jaquan Johnson, day three picks that are coming in here chomping at the bit to get any type of playing time they can get. They hang around, they play on special teams, and, and now there might be an opportunity for one of them early this season to, to make a play, uh, make a couple plays and replace a guy like Jordan Poyer for a week or two if he's not able to get back. Uh, so we'll see. But, yeah, they've done a really good job. Uh, Gabe Davis, I mean – People are talking about him. I mean, the sky's the limit, and they, they stole him on, on day three. So, yeah, that's a great point. they got to keep doing it. Speaking of DeMar Hamlin, what, what's he looked like? Because he seems to be a guy, a lot like Cam Lewis, where you, just, you hear positive things coming out from him, and now with both safeties kind of dealing with their own issues and injuries and potentially even Poyer not being available at all for camp, what, how has Hamlin looked now sort of sliding into that safety role? It's been up and down, like any young player. I've been, I've been really impressed with his athleticism. Like, coming out, I, I got to go back and look at his draft profile because I, I didn't think that he, his measurables were this, what I've been seeing athletically on the field. Like, they don't, they're not measuring up. So, I, one thing covering the, the league, the, an NFL team, is that pay a lot of attention to that. When, a guy, when they take a guy, you usually zero in on specifics about his athletic profile. And I don't remember zeroing in on anything with DeMar Hamlin that stuck out, speed-wise, agility-wise. Dude, I was watching him last night. He has got some hops, man, and he's got some athletics. He made a one-handed catch in uh, warm-ups that I was just like, was that Stephon Diggs? Like that, that kind of play right in front of you. So you think about that kind of athleticism, you're going to need it to kind of come in here and, and replace what guys like Poyer and Hyde do. And at times they don't even rely on their athleticism. They're just so good at working with each other and being so fundamentally sound, and that's what it's going to come down to these two guys. Like can they bang home on these fundamentals enough to get in there and make – the plays that they're, you're so used to as a Bills fan seeing Poyer and Hyde make. I like Hamlin a lot, though. I think that they like him a lot. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's maybe a little bit of a competition there for who plays. Uh, I'd probably give the odds on favorite to, to Jaquan Johnson, but I think Hamlin could be you know, somebody to watch as well. So, Matt, uh, this might be a tricky question for you here at this point of training camp, but you've been looking into it for a couple of weeks now. And I would say it's going to be this. Is there a surprise player that you may think would be making this team and clearing the roster bubble? Surprise player. Mm. It's tough, right? Because there's not a lot of fringe guys that are super in the mix. You know, one guy I'll throw out there is Brandon Bryant on the defensive line. The Bills cut 11 last year, and right now it's looking like nine. Probably four interior players, Jordan Phillips, Daquan Jones, um, uh, Ed Oliver, and Tim Settle. Those are the four defensive tackles that it looks like they'll probably keep. But Brandon Bryant, man, he's made a lot of noise for me. He played games for them last year. He had some snaps last year. He's, he's aggressive. He gets off the ball pretty well. And if they want to keep 10 defensive linemen and they want an additional tackle for the rotation, I think Brandon Bryant's a guy to keep an eye on. I also think, you know, a lot of people have been writing the obituary of Tommy Sweeney after kind of a down year last year. I don't think so. I think that guy's making the roster. I think he's, he's making a lot of plays. He looks like there's a bit of a spring back in his step. He was really good as a rookie, if you remember. That was when Knox got hurt 
early on, and they really relied on Sweeney as a seventh-round rookie. So uh, yeah, those are two guys that I think could be in the mix, maybe surprising people. The offensive line, it seems like now for the second straight year, goes into camp and there's a lot of fluctuation, a lot of injuries. How has that rotation looked? I think some guys came back yesterday for the scrimmage. I think Spencer Brown may have played. I'm not sure if Spencer Brown played, but how, is, how has that rotation looked as they're trying to get people healthy? Yeah, Spencer Brown's not back in on team yet. Uh, he was, he's been in New Jersey this whole time, but after the first day, he's only been doing individual work. Uh, Spencer or, uh, Ryan Bates returned yesterday, which was huge. You know, getting him back out there, some stability, a guy that could play multiple positions, and you know you can count on him. It helped up the middle. I mean, Ed Oliver has been absolutely destroying them up front. So having Bates back in the in the mix, and you know, uh, it was interesting though that that Bobby Hart stayed at left guard, and maybe they didn't move uh, Cody Gore, Cody Ford over there. Maybe not a good sign for him. And anytime Bobby Hart's getting a, a roster spot or a, a a job over you at this point is it's troubling. And I know a lot of people would have been down on Cody Ford. I've been trying to maybe light a little bit of the uh, bounce back candle, but it is uh, it keeps it keeps it's like that it's like that uh, trick candle. On the, on the cake for the kids at their birthday, when you keep lighting it, it keeps going out. That's what I feel like is going on with Cody Ford. Um, it just – he can't get any momentum. And we'll see once the game starts if maybe he can, but when Bobby Hart's getting reps over you, it's just it's not great. I, I, I will have to make mention that you, you, you said the name Bobby Hart, and my heart – my heart has seized up every time that you've said it because, like, every time the name comes up, I start to panic inside. And – um, it is an interesting thing, and Zach bringing up the offensive line, that was a great uh, little insight there. So, Matt, last one I have for you here is, what are you most looking forward to for Saturday's game with the Colts? How Ken Dorsey runs this offense. Um, I know it's probably only going to be Case Keenum. I would be shocked if we saw any Josh Allen uh, in that first preseason game. So it's going to be Case Keenum's chance to maybe get a half get himself uh, – you know, he's had times where he's looked pretty good. I thought Barkley looked good last night uh, after, uh, you know, a few days of, of training camp where he was pretty bad, to be honest. Um, so, I think how does, how does Ken Dorsey adjust? We get a chance to talk to him after the game, maybe in the, in the days following. Maybe how did it go? How did the first run through actually calling live plays in a game? How did it feel? And, and, and how did, um, you know, the quarterback do with it? Like, it's not Josh Allen, but Case Keenum has been in this league a long time. He's probably heard a lot of different – play callers do their thing and so getting a chance to kind of evaluate that because that to me is the biggest question entering the season with this team is if there's any is there's any you know the offensive line is a concern with all the injuries is there enough depth but really is how does the operation of this op offense work now with Dorsey in the head of, of as Josh Allen who has brought it up multiple times like this isn't something that he was specifically asked about he brought up the fact that it's going to take a little bit of getting used to not having Dable in his ear and it now being Dorsey, as close as they were with him as the quarterback's coach. Matt, thank you very much for taking the time. Enjoy the rest of the tournament, and, uh, and hope, hopefully we get some, uh, get some good reports here. All right, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. Have, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Matt, you too. Thank you again, and it's good to hear from you. That's Matt Perino, New York Upstate. One of my favorite people to talk to with anything Bills. Christian Benford. Christian Benford. And again, that's another one of those late-round picks that they look like they're going to get a nice little roster spot player out of. And it's just this more sheer genius of Brandon Bean well, hitting. Yeah. Hitting. I, I, I do want to, I, I like that he brought up Benford and especially him 
seemingly now slotting in with the first team defense and, and legitimately being a participant in there. Like not just you know oh, we're gonna throw you in there for today. Like you know let you, yeah. let let you get beat up by Diggs to let, like let let you see how it is. No, like they throw him in there like to get him reps. And and Benford is kind of a player of why I didn't know if the Bills would draft Kyer Elam in the first round or the, at least not draft a cornerback in the first round because it is a position this team has had such success. Going late round guys, Levi Wallace undrafted, Dane Jackson seventh round. Apparently, Christian Benford looks you know really good sixth round. I mean, they've had really good success at getting these guys in later rounds. Teron Johnson, I want to say, was a fourth round pick. Fourth round pick. You know, so they get these really good guys there, but it's why I'm also Cam very, Lewis a UDFA. Cam Lewis is a UDFA, and he's been sticking around in this team yep. for years now. Demar Hamlin at safety, they get him in the fifth round, and now apparently he is you know. Up and down, yes, but he's a young guy, only 24 years old, and he's going to have room to grow, especially with the safeties who, literally up until this offseason now, safeties didn't get hurt. Mike Hyde yeah. Joy and Porter were you know, pinnacles of health. But it is going to be interesting now, too, especially you're going to have Tredavious White. He's going to come back. You're going to have Kyir Elam. They are going to be so loaded in that secondary in such a quarterback-happy conference. That could be legitimately the difference. Is The McDermott-Frazier defense is a terrifying secondary. And now they have two first-round talents at cornerback and exceptional depth, depth behind them. That could be the difference. Not necessarily the quarterback play, but in terms of the coming up with the timely stops, it's that defense and, those, and that truly special secondary that could do it. And that's the part, again, that I keep revisiting about how this team is so impressive. It has top-end talent, but it also has... Top to bottom, the best roster in the NFL, no matter how the cuts go. And that's saying something with a team putting Bobby Hart on a field. I'm oh man, I, I, he, he, I don't want to talk mean, but he, he does scare me when he's out on the field. He's yep. not good. The Detroit preseason game last year, I'd I much, was terrified. I, now, I will say this. I'd much rather have him at guard than tackle, so it's, it's at least yes. better to hear that he's at left guard. Still bad. But still not great. Still we do not have some fan. breaking-ish news Ooh. from former Bills. As it sounds like Kiko Alonso has retired oh. after just signing with the Saints on Friday, it sounds like he's retired. That's coming out from some local reports. He down can't in handle constant fighting going on. I, Trevor Penning, man, Spencer Brown, stop, uh, former teammate Trevor Penning, stop the crazy person. Fists. Did you see? There's a quote. Maybe we can get the audio at some point. But he he literally was asking. He was getting interviewed, and he asked like the interview to ask me what my favorite thing about football is. And the interview like kind of gets quiet, and he's like, "Okay, what's your favorite thing about football?" And he goes, "I get to legally assault people." And That's I'm like, terrifying. I'm like, that is the exact dude that would start a fight three days in a row and get kicked out of practice." But to be fair, it's a first round pick. But to be fair, as an offensive lineman, I've said this: you need that unhinged element. They need, need to be the crazy guy. You need an unhinged element. Absolutely. But don't say the quiet part out loud. We he did said this it, he said it with the scary smile. On Remember his face. two weeks ago how we saw a stupid article and the, the quiet part out loud thing. It was a great read. No, it wasn't. Hate you. Why did I bring it up? It's my fault. Trevor Penning, though, three straight days you started a fight with somebody to the point yeah, starting to fights. the point where the team was like, Trevor, Trevor, baby, go sit down. You have to go. You have to like calm down, do something, seethe in the corner, anything. Yeah. Find, find, so interesting. Find something. Although Chris Olave, their other first round pick, has looked very good. Yeah, Very you were big on him early. I, I, I was going to say, Josh, Josh sent me a text yesterday of him, like, just like, you know, sweet move. And I was just like, I knew it. I knew. And he has done nothing in the NFL, but I, was, I felt so proud. <laughs> so, last chance to get in on this. 
Is this the most frustrating Bills season we are about to endure? If so, why? If not, why? And is this their best chance at a ring? 803-0551-888-552-550. You've got Derek, Zach, and Josh here with you for another half hour on WGR. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sure, there, there are ways you got to find to do that. Sometimes, like I said, camp's long. Sometimes it's a drag. Sometimes guys want to be anywhere but the football field, and that's just the nature of the business. You know, it's uh, long days, short years, and knowing that that this goes by so quick, we got to find ways to you know put our focus back into what we're doing and focus on the here and now. And you know, sometimes it's necessary. You know, good good teams sometimes fight. You know, guys want want it so bad. Guys are. Very competitive guys push each other. So you saw a little little tempers flare again today, and again that's all because we want to win. Everyone's favorite golden retriever quarterback, Josh Allen, talking about how tempers can flare and how it's pretty standard for training camp fights to happen. And I would agree if you know. I mean, I'm happy. I don't have a same situation where my first round pick has started a fight three days in a row. So it's not that aggressive, but teams do get angry with each other um, because the pads are popping, personal space is invaded, uh, and you don't like to get mad at players that are worse than you. Mm -hmm. So that's the other part of it is that good teams do end up fighting in camp because they're frustrated that they're not doing what they would usually be able to do to any opponent. Why? Because the uh, the other side that you're facing, which is your team, is good at their job. Yeah. Like, we saw constantly, like, 
There were tweets about Kyrie Elam and Stephon Diggs exchanging words. I think they exchanged words yesterday at the scrimmage. But you don't talk smack to someone if they're not frustrating you. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, that's the nature of the beast. Nature they're, of the they're, beast. They're a very competitive team. I mean, if you're a pro athlete, you're incredibly competitive, almost yeah. to an unhealthy level. Like that's almost that's how you get. It is to yeah. an like, yeah, you, that's you have how you to be. get there. So I mean, I'm not surprised by it. But again, it's also one of those things too, where it's usually against offensive, defensive players because they typically don't like each other in terms yeah. of in terms of you're their stopping roles. you're stopping the other yeah. person from doing your job. Yeah, I mean, how that many is times, your job. Yeah, how many times do we hear a defensive player go, "I hate quarterbacks." <laughs> Like, you hear any defensive lineman, they're like, Anyone, who's your yeah. least favorite player on the team? And they're like, the quarterback. And you're like, oh, okay, your own? Absolutely. And, and you know, that's the nature <laughs> of the beast. It is what it is. I'm not stressed about it. You're right. If it was the same player causing a ton of problems every single day, yes. Or if it's in the media, players are talking smack about other yes. players or their team as a whole, you start getting worried. But right now... That's an immediate red flag. Yeah, if, exactly. if a player starts trashing the team... Yeah. But, or you know, another member of the team. But as we heard in that clip, Josh, more poking fun at it, going, look, Tempers Flair, you're in training camp, and that's a thing, too, where you're hitting the same guy over and over and over again. Yeah. It gets frustrating. Like, it's very common to see training fight training camp fights around the league. Absolutely. Very common, because you're hitting the same person. And eventually, it gets old. Yep, absolutely. That's why they have joint practices and joint scrimmages. When those teams fight each other, that's when it's interesting. Yeah, those are always good ones, because, like, <laughs> they shouldn't, they really you shouldn't, shouldn't do that. You shouldn't be that pissy with each other. So, it's been, we're here. We're one week away from Buffalo Bills football. We we had a football game played the other day. And sure. as much as Joe says sure. Jake Luton does not, is not constituted as football, an NFL-sanctioned game was played. I have to ask you, how much of that Hall of Fame game did you Zero. actually? Oh, you watched none of it? I watched none of it. Josh, how much did you watch? Probably like half of the first half. See, that's where I'm at. I, I watched I, about the first half. I, I didn't I didn't really have a chance to. I had other things going on and it's not necessarily appointment television. I was gonna say it's, it's not one of those game. games you're like, guys, I have to I there's football yeah. tonight. You're like, it's the Hall of Fame game. I mean, if we, it had we, been... we have a friend that absolutely Yes needed to watch that game. Yeah, oh yes we do. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the whole thing. I, I just I, I <laughs> I knew I was not going to watch the entire game the moment the Jags announced that Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne were not going to play at all. I'm like, well, I then mean, why am I watching? I mean, it's typical for the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, but it's not like Lawrence was like lights out last year. I think Lawrence is going to take a huge step this year, but it's one of those where it's like, eh, you may actually want to get him some reps in like every yeah. preseason game. Well, we'll see what we get there. But we are a week away from Bills football. It's not the real thing yet, mm-hmm. but it's there. We've made it, everyone. We've made it to football season. It's here. We, like... Like, yeah, it's training camp is one thing, but, like, a game will be played. Score will be kept. Also, the Bills always have to play a team in the preseason that their main colors, if not only colors, are blue and white. My goofy butt is going to be on here for Bills Colts. In all seriousness, though, can we, like, stop playing teams that are in blue and white for preseason? Detroit, Carolina, Indianapolis. Can we stop with that? <laughs> They're playing Denver. That's fine. It's also blue. But it's also orange. Uh, it's mainly orange. Well, it also has white in it too. But like, throw me like the Seattle Seahawks. I know it's a West Coast trip. I That's know they also don't really do bluish. that. But like, at least Seattle, like, like throw in some green in there. The Minnesota Vikings with purple. It's, it's a cousin to blue. No, I don't want to play the Ravens. They purple is a cousin to blue. They're really good in the preseason. I, oh I no, still not take, losing I, no. preseason games. I still take pride in winning preseason games. If we leave the preseason three and zero, I am stoked. What is wrong with you? I'm horribly competitive. If my team leaves the preseason undefeated, I'm like, told you guys, we're going to be awesome. 
That's, that, how, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. You probably loved Brandon Whedon in the preseason then. 29 years old rookie? Yeah. <laughs> I was all over that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you? Absolutely. I can't wait for the next uh, preseason legend that everyone calls about. Who's it going to be this year? I don't know. Tavon Austin. There. I said it. <laughs> well, why don't we, uh, why don't we see? Um, we'll, we'll ask that fun little question here for Tom as he joins us on Sports Talk Saturday. Tom, how are you doing today? Hey, how's it going, guys? Not too bad. about you? I, yeah, well, with regard to our defense, i got to say I am very encouraged by the new additions to the D-line. Um, there is a lot of additions. So, I mean, I just ate lunch. I don't want to lose it. If I hear one more time how they're the number one defense, I'm going to hurl. Because <laughs> if they were the number one and that was so great, why did they go get five more guys? And I'll tell you, here's what I need them to do. This is my hope that when we need a stop in the fourth quarter and it's a close game, they can actually do it just one time. Can they stop somebody when they need it late in the game just once? Once? That's all I ask. You know what, Tom? You sound exactly like my Twitter feed in the game that I will not mention because it kept, I kept tweeting it over and over again. Bill's defense make a stop challenge. And then I'd quote retweet it and say, okay, that didn't work. Let's do it now. And then I quote retweeted it again, and I said, come on, please. This is definitely the time, right? We don't have a lot of uh, – no. I, I will bring up a good point that Tom brought up. Number one, bringing up the number one – Also, Tom, the energy. Yeah, love that. Your lunch gave you that oomph, ready to go. Love I'm excited it. for that. I will say, in terms of the number one defense, because I, I have had this conversation a lot, especially when the, when the season had just ended, and I had a lot of this conversation on Twitter with a lot of fans, is that – you got to remember when, when, in terms of getting the number one defense, a lot of it is based off your schedule. Look back at some of the great defenses that like are, the are number like two historic. defense that we put into the dirt. But yes, no, in all seriousness, look back at some of the great defenses of all time, and then tell me how many great quarterbacks they played. Uh-huh. It's usually not many. The '85 Bears basically played Dan Marino, and they lost that game. Yeah, 2000 Baltimore Ravens. Nobody. Steve McNair for a game. You all That's but, about it. You all but ended Kerry Collins the starter. Yep. I mean, like so. Ultimately, a lot of great defenses typically don't play great quarterbacks. It's just it's the nature of the beast of in terms of you don't have to deal with that. Now, the point he really made that I that I loved is if they were so good, why they had so many pieces? And he's absolutely right because the part one of it's thing, death. Part of it is absolutely death. But the one big thing, what's what's the one thing this team seemingly cannot do? Sacks. It's sacks. They cannot finish Finishing plays. on the pass rush. Which, yes. affecting a quarterback is one thing. If you're mm-hmm. getting win rates, they will, the numbers should, in turn, get to there. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that they are getting their win rates, and they are affecting and giving pressure. It's just that there's a difference between win rates against Patrick Mahomes yes. and actually putting him on the turf with the football. And that's why they went out and got Von Miller. I mean, Brandon Beans said he's their closer. That's what he is. He is there to be there in the fourth quarter and make a big stop. He is there to shut the game down. Or create one-on-one situations, mm-hmm. either interior or yep. exterior, like Mark Schofield in the first hour had brought yep. up, which is creating matchups to allow for those big moments. Yep. The thing is, is it, Tom was absolutely right. There needed to be that big moment because ha- that game, I am st- I'm comfortable talking about it. That game had so much of that. Big moments. But it was all on the offensive side of the ball. It was all on the offensive side Look of the ball. Look back at that first Chiefs game earlier in the year. Oh, my God. They dominated everything. 
But the defense had big moments. Greg Rousseau's interception. Micah Hyde, I want to say, also. Returned for a touchdown. Yes. Swung the game into a blowout. So they need play or players that can do that. I think Greg Rousseau in his second year is absolutely going to be a player. Ed Oliver is somebody that, since he got drafted, I am like, we just need to get somebody else on the outside to really free him up, and I think they've got it. And he's also really established himself as an NFL player. I think he could definitely teeter towards double-digit sacks. The Bills have, he's going to that's be the thing, double-digit sacks. They have not had one in a while. Yeah. Mario Williams is like the truly last guy that year in and year out when we had him, you could bet on at least the 10 The closest sacks. player... Jerry Hughes for a year. Jerry Hughes, but it was Jordan Phillips who flirted yes. the closest with it with nine and nine a half. Nine and a half, yes. And then you got a nice little payday mm-hmm. from Arizona. It's going to be interesting. I will say they have a much tougher schedule this year in terms of quarterbacks they're playing. I don't expect them to have the number one overall defense. If they do, it's a historically great defense. Yes. I don't expect them to. Yeah, they're and playing. They're pl- and the thing is that the conference is loaded. Yes. So it is going to be an interesting, fascinating, wild, and crazy thing that happens. They and like Tom said, they wouldn't have needed to make so many additions if mm-hmm. that was the case, and that's how you know defensive numbers are skewed. Well, I was going to say because like like, like you, I said, usually you expect a bit the of number a, of two a defense that year allowed every single point that the Bills wanted mm-hmm. to obtain. That's why really the in, way TJ said NFL, that after that game, I love saying it that way. Any point that any amount of points that the Bills wanted, they took them. It's why in the modern NFL, and I think this is where I think the Patriots are having a really tough time adopting or adapting into the modern NFL. This defense is still important. I'm not saying it's not. But defense no longer needs to shut a team down. They just need to come up with timely stops. And you, you need really, talent in order to do yes, that. But you really are now building teams to get a quarterback to score as many points as humanly possible. Yes, it's technically always been the goal of football games, but 70s, 80s, 90s. It's it, how it's becoming. Yes. It's how the league has shifted. Mm -hmm. And the fact is that we've seen when the league started this shift, the Bills did not follow. Yeah. And that's how you ended up with the longest NFL drought. Yeah. Now, they picked this quarterback, and instead of just like, eh, we'll figure it out sort of thing, and leaving him with Zay Jones, Calvin Benjamin, Robert Foster, and a bunch of I really thought Robert People. Foster was something after that rookie year. I, and and he, was, he, was he, was, he was good. He year. was important for that development because Allen needed consistency mm-hmm. with that deep ball too. And he's got it. But you went ahead and revamped the entire thing. You said, none of this is good. We're going to fix it all right now. And they did. They bring in Brown. They bring in Beasley. They revamped the entire wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. Even the small signings, like, I, of course, don't say small in the literal sense, but like Isaiah McKenzie mm-hmm. was brought in on with that group. Like They knew and understood that talent on the exterior for you is going to matter. They didn't just do it with the quarterback. They've done it with the skill positions. They've done it the way that the league has set up. You have a track meet team. The NFL has plopped that track down, mm-hmm. and at the end of it is a Lombardi. Really, I, your defense is now just come up with a few stops. Come up, with, and that's exactly what the last two Super Bowl teams were. Yep, Cincinnati and Los Angeles, their defenses made enough plays. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati was just this neat little magical run, and in the second half yeah. against Kansas City, they were just downright dominant. But look at Kansas City Super Bowl as well. Chris Jones was their big guy in the interior to just make it frustrating to where they have to throw the ball. That was away, the Bills' AFC sack, Championship something. game loss. Yes. 
Chris, was Chris Jones, Jones was huge in that game. He was such a terror that he threw up the offense just enough that they could not be near perfection. And just enough where they had to address the entire guard position yeah, again. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's when we looked at and went, all right, Feliciano is unfortunately not it. But that's why delight, yeah. delight of a person to be able to hear from, mm-hmm. but, you know, unfortunately you got to move on from that. The Bills have a piece like that, and now they have a threat on the edge to help open him up. But again, like you said, it, and it's it's the simple math of the closest distance to a quarterback is right up the middle. Mm-hmm. Like you said, a defense does not need to be the number one defense. They just need to be good enough. Just don't be a tire fire. And the last time that we saw them, they weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. And some of that was injuries. Some of that was the fact that your best player on that defense and Tredavious White was gone. Yep. But I think now they have made up for that. And number one, their depth continues to get a year older, more experience. You add Kyer Elam, who is a first-round talent. And you add Benford, who's going to end up with some nice depth snaps. It's, again, all about top to bottom. This is the most complete team in the NFL. Yeah, they have tried to pretty much make it to where, no, 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 no. Nothing can get in our way except ourselves. And that is why I am low-key terrified. I'm so excited. I don't like, why are we doing the preseason? I know I just said I get competitive with it, but like, can we just, <laughs> just hurry this along? Let's go. Let's let's just skip these. Just get to the Rams game. Can we sim Apparently to Apparently Stafford has an issue with his elbow. Let's hurry that up so we can play them then. I don't really want him to get healthy. Uh, let's no, he get healthy fine. after our game. No, I'm going to be arrogant. Let's play these teams at their best. I want to win every single game. <laughs> I'll take any advantage I can get. I'm all about it. That's why I hated that Brady left New England. Nah, there's no asterisks. Actually, I will tell you, I do, I do wish current. I would have taken sadistic pleasure in yeah. beating the Patriots with Brady. But you I, know. I thought they had him the one game in Foxborough. Now it's yeah. two years ago. Allen, who had issues with his deep ball all his second year, just decided yeah. that day he was going to complete three unbelievable passes. Wasn't that the Deion Dawkins caught a touchdown that Yes, game? it was. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember that because I did the halftime show and I yep. said, "You already know how this play ends." Yeah. That was uh, oh I thought I thought he had Brady there. I really, really did. Yeah. Mm. So we'll wrap this up. Sports Talk Saturday. Derek, Zach, Josh, we're hanging out. Thank you for being here with us throughout the day. We'll put a bow on this one next on WGR. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, yeah. We start, We end it the same way we started it, baby. That's how you do things. It's called the American Pie theme song. It's. Uh, I'm gonna throw hands 
I already want to throw hands because of a tweet from the poll that I put up. Unfortunately, uh, Zach will not be joining us for the rest of the show. His <laughs> mic has been permanently muted. Um, I know you all love him dearly, but his voice has been muted. He's grounded. Um, and also, who's grounded is Cricket Whistle 7. Because Cricket is telling me I can't even vote because you called this music punk rock. Put it, Turn it back up, Josh. Turn it back up. Because here's the thing about, about, about punk rock. Are you ready? It's meant to be rebellious in nature. If I said any of the lyrics of this song, I'm getting fined. Josh is getting fired for allowing me to do it. All so cricket sounds the same. Cricket. I do not need to sit down with Chris because if I do, he's going to say, yeah, it is punk. I've heard this song in like with seven different artists. All sounds the same. I used to like you. <laughs> Actually, turn his mic off now. We're done. Like, this, this take it off the board. Take it off. Yeah, he's off the board now. We're done here. For 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 the felonious takes of Zach Jones, and for Josh behind the board, we thank you for listening. This has been Sports Talk Saturday. I'm Derek Kramer. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow with more chaos. Evan has no idea what he's getting into. Let's end it the way through. All the way through. We're out of here. Have yourselves a good day. Go Bills. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.